Well, I'm sure that the things that we have heard in the past few days on this campground and in this tabernacle has put something way down deep in our heart. Amen. If it hasn't, there isn't very much hope for us. Oh, we thank God this afternoon for this glorious salvation. The request was read at the first part of camp meeting back in the prayer room. It made an impression upon me. That request said, I have trifled with the gospel for years, and now that I want to get saved, it seems like my faith is wrecked. Pray for me. It's a serious thing to trifle with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's no small thing, and we should be careful what we do with the things of God. We've heard enough real gospel in this camp meeting to take every one of us through to heaven if we will just heed what we have heard. And now we thank God for it this afternoon. 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter and the 12th verse, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, for unto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. The Apostle Paul, speaking to the young Christian Timothy, he said to him, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. Those are wonderful words of admonition, and they are timely words. Paul wasn't speaking as a novice here. He was a man that knew what he was talking about. He had fought the good fight of faith for many years. Paul knew what warfare was from the material and physical standpoint, and he also knew what it was from the spiritual standpoint. Paul lived in a day when there was a great deal of warfare going on, where nations had to be equipped and ready to fight. And he also found out it to be true in the spiritual sense. A man had to have on the armor of God. He had to be in a place where he could fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. As I was reading these words this afternoon, the thought came to me, it means something to fight the good fight of faith. I think of the twelve apostles that leave us their testimony and witness, and all but one of them sealed his testimony with his own blood. And that one would have sealed his testimony with his blood, but the Lord didn't permit it. He preserved him and delivered him in miraculous ways. And so we can see this afternoon, it means something to serve God. It means something to fight the good fight of faith. It means something to lay hold upon God's eternal word. You know, the Bible tells us that not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, is going to heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. We know the warfare of this world is many times a gruesome thing. I spent a good many months over on the battlefields. I was thinking of the weapons that we had in World War Number 1 and how they superseded anything that had ever been made before that time. It was the greatest war that, in the sense of wars that had ever been fought. It was the most bloody, most terrible war, and the weapons were the most devastating that had ever been used. And yet today, those same weapons are outdated and obsolete. Why, you couldn't fight a war with them in this day and age. They would amount to nothing. 
We have things that are so far ahead of those now that those things are outdated. And I just thought how true that is with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, a few years ago, men and women and living for God and fighting in this gospel warfare found it to be a real fight. But it's even more so today because the enemy of our soul knows that he has but a short time and he has invented and brought about every conceivable a manner of weapon he can to destroy the faith of men and women and to try to overthrow them. Pleasures and amusements on every side entice a, a young people and draw them aside. Oh, folks, it behooves every one of us uh, to make sure where we stand. Yeah. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold, he said, on eternal life. Yeah. Oh, you won't get to heaven if you don't want to go there. The Lord won't force you to go. But you're going to have to fight this fight. You're going to have to lay hold on eternal life. Yeah. You're going to have to put everything into it there is in you to make it. Brother Crabtree was bringing that teaching the other morning. He spoke about those cardboard petitions uh, and those petitions that don't reach to the ceiling. Uh, oh, folks, we're living in days uh, when we need a solid wall between us and this whole world. You can't compromise with the world today and win the fight for God. Many a one has, and they've gone down in defeat. Yeah. It should be a warning to us uh, not to compromise with the truth, uh, but to take God's word just as it is written. Think of some of these intrepid warriors that we've seen down through the years. You know, when the warfare was over, men stacked their arms and went back to their occupation. Some of these intrepid warriors in this good fight of faith that we have seen down through the years, they've stacked their arms and gone on to glory. And God today is looking for men and women that will take up those arms and march on. He's looking for warriors that are not going to compromise with the world. They're going to stand on the eternal word of God. Oh, folks today, don't deceive yourself. You can't compromise with the world and keep the love of God down in your heart. He said, love not the world, neither the things of the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. There are too many people trying to hold on to the world with one hand and hold on to God with the other hand. Oh, they're just hypocrites. They don't have one thing. You're going to either stand on this word of God or you won't stand at all. Too many people have tried to trifle with the word of God. They thought they could deviate just a little here and a little there. Not too much, just a little. But they found out it was too much. Just a little is too much. You can't deviate at all. We thank God for a real foundation. You know, one time... Timothy was going through a real battle. He had seen the time when he had been ordained minister. But on this occasion, the bright crown of his ordination lay at his feet in ruins. Timothy didn't know which way to turn. And he got a letter from Paul, and Paul warned him about those that had heard from the truth and overthrown the faith of some, Philetus and Himaeus. But he said, Timothy... He said, nevertheless, the foundation of God, the foundation of God, stand as sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Oh, folks, you might deceive man. You might deceive your neighbor and your friend. You'll never deceive God. It's got a foundation 
And if you're not on that foundation, you're not God, and you're not deceiving God. You just don't have it, that's all. And you'll never enter into heaven. Oh, we thank God this afternoon for this glorious salvation. We thank God this afternoon for the way that lead us clear through from earth to glory. Amen. I'm not speaking about the apostolic faith. It's just an organization founded on the living word of God. And if we deviate from its holy truths, we'll just be like any other organization that went astray. I'm speaking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, Amen. the plan of salvation. Amen. And there's no other name under heaven whereby men or women must be saved. It's only through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, folks, don't deceive yourself. Don't try to enter into heaven some other way. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Yes, lay hold on it. It's going to be a fight. You're going to fight for it. You're going to fight until the last breath you breathe. And you may have to shed your blood in defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's no place in this Bible where it tells me it's going to be an easy way. There's no place in this Bible where it tells me that we're going to heaven on flowery beds of ease. We're going to fight if we win the prize. But oh, folks, it's going to be worth fighting for. For God doesn't have any cowards in his army. The cowards have all turned back. They're all gone back. It's the men and women that have purpose in their heart. By the grace and the help of God, they're going through with him. And we're going to need the grace and the help of God. But oh, we thank God this afternoon. We've got a captain that never lost a battle. We don't fight the fight ourselves, but we've got the captain to fight for us. How we thank God this afternoon for this glorious salvation. My Bible tells me that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, that those things that cannot be shaken might remain. And what is it that's not going to be shaken? Not Khrushchev and his empire. Not Napoleon and his empire. It's already shaken and gone to pieces. Not some of the empires of this world. It's the living word of God. Other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Oh, folks, this afternoon, we have something to build on. Don't try to trifle with the word of God. Don't try to trifle with God's great salvation. You just can't do it. You'll take it from Genesis to Revelation. You'll take it just as it's written, or you just won't have it, that's all. But oh, we thank God this afternoon. That precious old word is the greatest treasure in all the world. It's the greatest treasure in all the world. One time Napoleon, marching through the Alps with his army, there was a landslide. In that landslide, a little drummer boy was caught. And there's a little boy slid down the side of the mountain there, caught in that snowdrift, and the soldiers started marching on. He began to play the recall on his little drum. And those men, some of them would have gladly gone back to help him. But they didn't know whether they dared to or not. They looked ahead at their leader, Napoleon, and they saw him marching on. The life of a drummer boy meant nothing to him. And as that little boy saw them marching on, and saw that they weren't going to turn back to help him, he began to play his own funeral march on the drums. And he died there. And those strong men wept as they saw that incident, went home and told their wives, and wept over it. Folks, today, the drums of eternity are playing the recall for you. If you've turned away from God, if you're a backslider from his love this afternoon, he's playing the recall for you. He's calling you back to his love and his mercy. 
He's calling you this afternoon. Maybe you've never known him. He's playing the recall, calling you to him. He loves you too well to let you go out into eternity without his love. He's playing recall this afternoon. He's calling you back to his love and his mercy. But one of these days, if you don't hear the recall, if you don't heed it, you'll play your own funeral march out yonder in eternity. I hear about the music out in a lost eternity. And the only music that I see in my Bible that'll be out in a lost eternity is the wail of the lost. The lost, the wail of the lost. The harvest is past and the summer is ended. And we are not saved. Yes, he's playing recall to you this afternoon. One day you'll play your own funeral march if you don't heed the word of God. Oh, folks, you don't dare to trifle with this. It's too great a thing. Napoleon himself, on one occasion, he said the word of God and the Ten Commandments are all right. He wasn't an agnostic. He wasn't an unbeliever. He believed in them. But he said, I am too big a man. He said it would limit me too much if I brought my life into adherence with the word of God. He said, I cannot afford to do it. But oh, folks, the time came when Napoleon went out of this world, a lost soul, and the very uh, last bit of his empire crumbled in ruin and dust. He wasted his life in sin and played his own funeral march. Oh, folks, it means something to serve God. It means something to the love of God down in our hearts and our lives. We're living in a day when God is engaging men and women into this battle. There'll be real soldiers of the cross. They'll never compromise with the truth on the right hand or the left. I think of some of our leaders today that have fought for years to hold the standard and the word of God up. And if time goes on, they're going to stack their arms one of these days and go out and win their crown. It's going to beat up to somebody else to take up the scepter and the arms and march on. I wonder if we've got the in us to do it. I wonder if we've got the metal in us. I wonder if we've got the love of God in our hearts that'll make us uncompromising with the world. Too many today, they just want a little of the world. They want to just trifle with it and tamper with it. You can't have it and have God. You'll either take this whole word or you can't have any of it. You'll either be a real Christian or you're no Christian at all. You might be a professor as far as the world is concerned. Uh, but you're just a hypocrite as far as God is concerned. Oh, we thank God for the old-time Bible salvation. We thank God for that precious old word of God that can get out in your heart and your life. It can stir your soul. It can make you ready for the coming of the Lord. Oh, folks, I believe the sands are running low in the hourglass of God's time. One of these days there's going to be a sound of that trumpet clarion loud and clear calling the victors home. I'll never forget that hour. When our ship came into port, in Newport News, the war was over for us. Uh, we were coming home. We came in on that ship in the Newport News. Uh, the lights were on. And there were men and uh, men on that ship uh, that had given just about everything in the battle. They were coming home, battle-scarred. Some of them were minus legs and arms and disfigured for life. Uh, but, oh, they were coming home. And there was a joy ringing down in their souls. Uh, as we saw the lights on the shore, the homeland shore, there was the shadows of the night, and we saw those lights gleaming bright and fair, and there was a shout went up from the old ship as she sailed into the harbor. Ah, oh, yes, there were some battle-scarred warriors there, but there was a joy in their soul. They were home again. One of these days, the old ship's dying, 
is going to make our trip into port. Yes, some of us may have a few battle scars on us. Oh, we may have had to fight a few fights. And we may have had to go through something down here. But thank God, our Savior will take us through. Yes, he will. Every battle, we can come out a victor. If we'll trust in that precious holy word of God. And when she comes in, there's going to be the victors on board. And the lights of glory will break out. You'll thank God you were true to the cross of Calvary. You'll thank God you were faithful to the call of God. Oh, folks, don't you thank God for this glorious salvation. Yes, it's the way of life everlasting. Between the lids of this Bible are the way of life everlasting. And God is not willing that you should perish. He said he's not willing that one soul should perish. That all should come to repent. Yes, he said with every battle, he'll make a way of escape. With every temptation, he will make a way of escape. That we'll be able to overcome it. That we'll be able to be victors. Oh, this afternoon, we're going to have an altar service. Maybe there's been something in your way. Something bothering you. This afternoon, you can pray your way through. How many in this tabernacle here, since this camp meeting has started... Have prayed through to some definite experience of God. Uh, I wonder, I'd like to see the hands of those that have prayed through to a real experience in God since this tent meeting has started. Amen. Thank God this afternoon for these hands. You know that, down the pool of Bethesda that time, that man had been there for 38 years. The Bible said that at a certain season an angel went down there and troubled the waters. The waters have been troubled around here. So the bread praying through night after night and day after day. Men and women have been praying through, but it isn't an angel that's troubling the waters. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The first ones down there that stepped in, the pool of Bethesda said the first one that stepped in after the troubling of the waters was made whole. Many a time it's the last one that leaves here that gets the blessing. Oh, none leave the, need to leave here without it. Folks, if you don't receive the blessing of this altar of prayer, if you don't receive what God has for you, it's your own fault. Yes, you say, but I've sought it many years and I haven't received it. Oh, come this afternoon as if it were your first time. Come on out this afternoon and claim the promise for your own. There isn't one promise in that precious word of God. But what if you'll step out upon it? God will give it to you. He's faithful to your soul. If you're seeking salvation this afternoon, won't you come to him? If you're seeking sanctification, he will give you that too. And if you want the baptism, that crowning sheep upon your life for service, God will give you that. We're going to have an altar service. And if you're hungry for God this afternoon, come out to this altar. Step in while the waters are troubled. God will give it to you. He'll bless your soul. Thank God for this glorious salvation. Let's stand and sing and the altars are open.